It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friday, January 5th. It's the first Friday of 2024. I'm Joe Noga, and this is the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsey's on vacation until next week, but we'll check in with him on Monday and get caught up with all things Guardians and all things Major League Baseball. Hopefully he's somewhere right now warm and sipping on a tropical drink. Uh, But uh, for now, uh, we really don't have a lot of news on the Cleveland trade front. Shane Bieber still a Guardian as far as we know. Uh, not a lot of buzz being generated, but uh, you never know. Maybe beginning next week, uh, we'll see more uh, take place. As far as where he might end up, uh, we're still hearing Chicago, the Cubs, uh, taking a, a long, hard look at Bieber. He would be a nice fit there, so keep an eye on that and and any rumors there. Also in the news, uh, Trevor Bauer uh, in the news. He was on Fox News yesterday uh, making the rounds uh trying to plead his case basically for uh, any Major League Baseball team to sign him. Uh, none were, were interested uh, a couple of years, uh, you know, uh, beginning of last year. So he signed in Japan, uh, pitched a season in Japan, uh, won 10 games, struck out 130 batters in 130 innings, uh, really sort of figured things out halfway through the season and, and pitched pretty well. Uh, but now he's interested in getting back into Major League Baseball. If a team will, will, will show interest in him, uh, Bauer's been out of the league uh, since those allegations and a suspension from Major League Baseball. Originally, that was more than 300 games, one of the longest ever uh, given out to a player uh, that was reduced by an arbiter uh, down to 194 games. Uh, so he's free to sign with any team uh, right now. Uh, it's just not clear how, how many uh, teams are are willing to sign him. And I think him going on uh, Fox news and, and trying to do a national uh, sort of promotional tour here uh, is an indication of just how many teams are picking up the phone and, or are not picking up the phone and, and trying to sign him. Uh, if, if he's going out there uh, pleading his case to a national audience, I think it's, it's pretty clear that there's not a lot of interest right now going on. Uh, do you, I, I don't know. Do you, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to me to, to, to see, uh, what people's opinion is on this. Obviously here in Cleveland, we've got a little bit of a different kind of view uh, of Trevor Bauer and and we, we sort of understand why things went the way they did with him in, uh, in every other place that he pitched after he left Cleveland because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a personality thing, I think. And uh, 
you know, there were a lot of conflicts here, not just with the front office, not just with the, you know, teammates or, or management. Uh, I don't think any of us are ever going to forget the, uh, the visual of Trevor Bauer launching the, uh, the baseball uh, over the center field wall in Kansas city. Uh, I was there that afternoon, a uh, hot Sunday afternoon. And, uh, just the expression on uh, Tito's face when when Bauer did that, uh, you, you pretty much knew he had pitched his last game for Tito at that point, and and that was the case. Uh, he was traded away afterwards. So, uh, yeah, I I, I kind of get uh, why teams are, are staying at arm's length that, that maybe at this point, but I think as we get closer to spring training, uh, you're going to see some teams pop up as as maybe interested uh, in in signing him. It's a, it's got to be a PR nightmare for any team that does bring him in, uh, you, you know, and rightfully so. I think uh, you know women's advocacy advocacy groups will will probably protest any sort of signing or any sort of interest uh, that, that that a team would have in, in Trevor Bauer. Maybe a smaller market team uh, where he can just sort of put his head down, keep his mouth shut, and, and go out there and pitch. You know, might be. Uh, something that, that that would appeal to him and, and just the opportunity to get back in the league would, you know, sign a short-term deal with with something like a Pittsburgh. You know, that's definitely not, uh, you know, what Trevor Bauer maybe is is considering or, or wants to see happen. But, uh, you know, he, he could go out there and, and you know, in, in relative anonymity and, uh, you know, nobody would be taking uh, too much notice except the folks at the park and, uh, maybe he could get out there and, and pitch and, and do what he needs to do uh, to work his way back into the good graces of the league. Seems like we're talking about a lot of uh, a lot of ex-Cleveland players trying to get back into the league's good graces. Obviously, we had Omar Vizquel, uh, the story coming out last week uh, about Omar uh, being a persona non grata uh, among many of the league's uh, teams. I mean, all the league's teams, because nobody's interested in having him around. Um, after his sexual assault allegations uh, a couple of years back sort of derailed his whole Hall of Fame uh, trajectory. And I think uh, that story waited until after the new year. Bob Nightingale waited until after the new year uh, to sort of publish that one because uh, that's when all the ballots for this year's Hall of Fame were due. And I, I think Bob wanted to avoid the, the appearance of uh, maybe trying to influence voters uh, in favor of Vizquel. Uh, last I saw, he was tracking at about 12% of the vote uh, that had been revealed online. Uh, he would have needed, you know, basically every other ballot that had come back uh, after that to to be in uh, to be named on there in order to get in. So, uh, you know, not looking very likely that he's going to get in. Certainly not this year. Maybe not ever by the 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 writers and. Uh, some of the reaction that we we saw from folks in Cleveland when, uh, you know, uh, in that interview with Bob Nightingale, Omar Vizquel said, uh, hey, they invited me to Manny Ramirez's Hall of Fame induction ceremony uh, in August, and uh, they, they didn't want me on the field. He couldn't sit with Carlos Baerga and uh, Sandy Alomar uh, because, you know, obviously the visual is it, it's it's a negative one there. Um and you totally understand why the uh, why the Guardians didn't want to do that. So, uh, you know, just from a, an Omar perspective, you know, maybe at some point down the road, uh, things change and and he gets in uh, by the the Veterans Committee. But because uh, he, he's certainly a worthy candidate and was seen as such, 
prior to the uh, the sexual assault and domestic uh, uh, violence um, accusations against him. But, uh, you know, right now he's sort of these are two guys, uh, Trevor Bauer and Omar Vizquel. Uh, you know, uh, Omar was beloved when he was here. Uh, Bauer was sort of tolerated. But both of these guys sort of made their own beds and, and have had to lay in it. And uh, I think, uh, you know, they're they're both seeing the consequences of their actions come around to uh, to to sort of bite them. And in, in Omar's case, it's going to keep him probably out of the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Trevor Bauer's case, it's it's certainly not going to be a, a situation where he can just pick a team that he can go to. This was a guy who when he was here in Cleveland, all he cared about was getting to free agency and getting to to be able to have that control over you know, where he played and for how much he played for and who he played for and to have that sort of autonomy and all that was taken away by his own actions. You know, after he had signed a, a ridiculous contract with the uh, with the Dodgers, it was all just snapped up and taken away uh, because he, he couldn't control himself in, in, in certain ways. So, uh, you know, I it's two two sides of the same coin, but uh, I, I think, you know, both of them. Cleveland fans have a, a, a kind of a unique perspective on both of those guys. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. And, uh, you know, my opinion on it is I, I, I just, I certainly think Omar, the player deserves to be in the hall of fame. The things that I saw him do uh, on the baseball field were magical. Uh, I certainly think Trevor Bauer, the pitcher deserves to pitch in major league baseball he is one of the best pitchers probably in, in all of baseball, just from repertoire and understanding and execution uh, of, of, of the game. I, I mean, he can be a dominant force, uh, but it, it's not just going out there and performing on the field. It's, it's everything else, uh, you know, in, in your life that also uh, comes into play with these guys. And, and right now, uh, you know, neither of them are in position to uh, to sort of, you know, uh, get what they want in that regard. Uh, as far as updates on both Omar and Trevor Bauer and anything uh, Guardians and Major League Baseball, um, you can uh, sign up for our subtext subscription service. Because as soon as we know anything uh, about that, we, we send it out, our opinions on it, uh, we send them out to our subscribers. It's $3.99 a month. You can go to cleveland.com slash subtext or send a text message to 216-208-4346. And Hoinsey or me will, uh, will, you know, keep you updated. Latest roster moves with the Guardians, uh, latest Hall of Fame news, uh, wherever Trevor Bauer signs. We'll probably text about that as well and we'll get your opinions. And, and what I love about it is uh, we, we hear back from our subscribers who are just sort of this this great cross-section of Guardians fans and Major League Baseball fans. And we really get a pulse on what, you know, our, our, our readers and our fans are thinking about. Uh, and it's sent uh, directly to us uh, in, in text message form. And 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 uh, it's a great dialogue back and forth that way. So, uh, and also be looking for, uh, you know, our um, uh, reader and subscriber exclusive chats. We're going to do one of those. Uh, usually we do them in the evenings. Uh, coming up and, and it's a great way we get on zoom and we we take questions in the in the chat room and and just basically talk about uh, baseball and the guardians and, and what we think is going to happen so uh, a lot of a lot of good times there
Uh, I want to get into uh, a, a little bit of uh, what we wrote about yesterday uh, with uh, some prospects that the Guardians have. Uh, these are all guys on Cleveland's Major League roster, or I'm sorry, uh, on Cleveland's 40-man roster, uh, who have not yet made their, uh, their Major League debut. Uh, so there's uh, about six of these guys uh, on the roster, haven't debuted yet, could, maybe should uh, debut at some point uh, in, uh, in, in 2024. I think a few of them really should debut at some point in, in 2024. Um, but, uh, right now, uh, these are, are six prospects who, who pretty much could have an impact, uh, on the major league roster at some point in, uh, during the, the regular season. Uh, we just don't know how much and, and, and how close some of these guys are. And, and, and some of these guys could maybe be worked into trade packages, uh, you know, if you attach a prospect to uh, a Shane Bieber, maybe that increases the return that you would get. So um, let's start off with number six. It's uh, John Kenzie Noel. Uh, this is a guy who played in a Futures game uh, a few years back in uh, in, in Dodger Stadium. Uh, he was a, a 2017 international signee. Uh, big guy, uh, you know, 6'3". Uh, you know, nice, big power hitter, solid frame. When I look at him, I, I think... You know uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, and and certainly the, the the raw power is there, and he can get to it in games. And we've seen him uh, hit monster home runs at AAA. He spent the entire season at AAA last year. Uh, easy to forget that that John Kenzie Noel is only 22 years old. Uh, he 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 could be good. You know, over the last two seasons, he's pretty much gotten to his same numbers. You know, he could be good for 25 to 30 home runs and and somewhere north of of 80 uh, 80 RBIs but the big problem with him is the swing and miss just like with Oscar Gonzalez uh it's the discipline at the plate you know he struck out over the last couple of seasons uh, I think an average of around 140 times uh in 153 games I mean th those numbers are, are not going to get you an extended look at the major league level unless you know things go south and they're just you know throwing their hands up and saying let's let's put them out there uh, you know, he's not going to get that major league opportunity uh, on, unless he cuts down on the strikeouts and, you know, increases the on-base percentage, uh, that kind of thing. He's really limited with his range in the outfield. Uh, you know, he had been an infielder, a corner infielder, third baseman, uh, a first baseman, and, you know, they, they moved him to the outfield because that's where the opportunities with this organization are. I think uh, pretty much any infielder uh, coming up that can hit uh, right now, who's not a, uh, you know, just a, a purebred shortstop is, uh, is looking to, to maybe make a move to the outfield and, and trying to get him his way, uh, up to the major league roster. Uh, Noel's, uh, no different. He's, he's no exception. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what course they take with John Kenzie. He's, this will be his, uh, maybe his third year, I think on the, on the 40 man roster. So, at some point, I think you're going to see him in, in, in the majors uh, this season. But, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of options for for designated hitters ahead of him. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, next up on the list, shortstop Angel Martinez. Uh, this guy, this is the guy with the pedigree right now uh, in the um, in the organization. He's still he's only 21 years old, uh, a name you, you've really got to keep an eye on because of the way that uh, the club has really sort of pushed him. 
uh, you know, he was at AAA last year, and and he's just barely 21 years old. I think he turns 21 uh, within the next week to 10 days here coming up. Uh, Angel Martinez, uh, the, the son of Sandy Martinez, a former big league catcher. Uh, so everything about him is uh, advanced in terms of his approach and, you know, his swing, uh, his very handsy swing. He's He's a guy who... Uh, you, you look at him and, you know, maybe his tools don't jump off the page at you, uh, and, and, you know, his power doesn't dominate and his, you know, everything else he's got, he's got really quick hands, uh, and, and can be a second baseman, I think, uh, as an option, uh, if they decide to move, uh, Andres Jimenez, but, uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't really jump off the page at you, but he's just, he's, uh, fundamental and he's just really an, an all round kind of really good prospect. I think he's where he's up to uh, maybe top 10 in, uh, in, on the, the rankings in terms of the Baseball America and uh, the MLB pipeline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. So, uh, you know, every level he's advanced to, he's been the youngest guy there. Uh, the organization is really trying to, to sort of push him and challenge him at every level. Uh, and and I think the the majors should be no exception. I think there's a there's a chance you're going to see him uh, certainly uh, have one of the two middle infield spots pretty much every day during the the AAA season, and and if there's an injury or an opportunity, uh, maybe you uh, you roll the dice and, and put Angel Martinez up on the uh, the big league uh, roster, or you know a, a really attractive trade piece uh, as well. Certainly one of the many many uh, middle infield options. Uh, I'm looking at you, Miami Marlins, who are in desperate need of a shortstop and depth at the shortstop position. Uh, I think uh, you know a trade with Miami uh, for one of one of Cleveland's many middle infielders might be uh, uh, you know somewhere down the line. Uh, next on the list, number four, uh, Juan Brito. Uh, this was the guy that uh, <laughs> this is a guy who there's pretty much a lot of pressure on him. Uh, he had better produce because uh, they traded away Nolan Jones, one of their top prospects uh, in the offseason last year, uh, in exchange for Juan Brito. Uh, Nolan Jones uh, just went out there and and you know was uh, uh, a top rookie for Colorado last season, uh, leading uh, leading the National League in a lot of different rookie categories. Juan Brito uh, had made it up. Uh, I believe he, he had a cup of coffee at, at AAA by the end of the year. Uh, but had a really excellent season last year in double A uh, with um, the the rubber ducks. Really, his season was was great and started out great in uh, in spring training when it seemed like he was drawing walks every at bat uh, in spring training. His on base percentage was was really high. Uh, he's the number five prospect according to uh, Baseball America, number six according to MLB Pipeline. So. Uh, you know, the, the scouts see everything in him that uh, you're hoping to see from from a guy who you got in exchange for Nolan Jones. 
But, uh, you know, the, the big thing that, that happened last year for Juan Brito was the power jump. He, uh, you know, he, he already had the disciplined uh, approach at the plate. Uh, but, you know, last year he hit 276, 10 home runs, 60 RBIs between double uh, A AA and triple A, uh, and an 817 OPS. Uh, he, he struck out just 63 times in, in 87 games and drew 48 walks. Um, so, yeah, th- this is a, a guy who, you know, he, he plays second base and uh, they've got a pretty good second baseman uh, over there right now at the major league level in Andres Jimenez. Uh, but, you know, if there ever comes a time when they think Jimenez can move over and, and be your everyday shortstop, and, uh, you know, if the if the whole thing with uh, Gabriel Arias or Tyler Freeman or, you know, whoever they decide, Brian Rocchio, uh, if they decide that's not going to work, then you move Jimenez over there and and maybe you put uh, uh, Juan Brito at second base. Uh, or, again, uh, another trade option. I just think at some point you've got to stop stockpiling these uh, these middle infielders and and make a a move with somebody who's in in desperate need for it, and and Juan Brito would probably be one of the first ones asked about uh, by by an opposing team. Uh, you come to number three, uh, the only pitcher on this list, uh, <laughs> pretty much pretty much because every pitcher who's uh, uh, a highly rated prospect last year uh, made it up to the major league level. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Williams and Bybee and and Logan Allen. Uh, Joey Cantillo, the only guy involved in that Mike Trevin, uh, Mike Clevenger trade uh, to who has not yet made his major league debut. Uh, you know, they got what five other players in that deal. Uh, some of them are are with the team and some of them are no longer with the team and some of them are already gone and, and come back to the team. So uh, the uh, you're talking about Austin Hedges there, but. Uh, I believe Josh Naylor, uh, you know, really the only other uh, guy that's that stuck around. You had Owen Miller, you had Cal Quantrill uh, in, involved in that uh, exchange. However, Joey Cantillo could turn out to be, you know, one of the more promising aspects of that trade. It's sort of like that delayed uh, delayed payoff. Uh, he's been been laboring in uh, in the minors. His progress was slowed. Uh, at the end of 2022, um, he was having an excellent season with the Rubber Ducks in Akron and uh, had a shoulder injury that shut him down. Last year, came back and, and was not as strong, really sort of struggled to make the adjustment at AAA. I, I think uh, he could, he, he will definitely open the season at AAA. And uh, if he comes out and, you know, is the Joey Cantillo of 2021, 2022, uh, you're going to see him be be one of the first guys talked about as a uh, an option, a call up, uh, you know, in that sort of same line, in that sort of same vein that Tanner Bybee and Logan Allen and and eventually Gavin Williams were last year. If there's an injury, if there's a trade, if there's an opportunity, Joey Cantillo can could be plugged right into that rotation. And and I think by the end of the year, I think maybe he will be uh in uh you know a a piece in the rotation maybe somewhere down the down the line so uh you know this is this is the guy he, he when you talked about it uh when you talked about the Mike Cleveranger trade a lot of guys said hey the sleeper in this deal the sleeper among the you know six guys you got in return for Mike Clevenger uh is this guy who's the furthest away at the time of the trade 
and that was Joey Cantillo, and now he seems to be knocking on the door. Uh, number two on the list is uh, a, a guy, uh, you, you bring up George Valera's name, and uh, it, it's like, uh, you know, the uh, Guardians fans, their eyes light up, and, and the, the hope and the promise of, you know, can somebody end the the long drought? Uh, you know, where was where's the, the next Manny Ramirez? Where's the next homegrown? Uh, you know, outfield position player who can come up and, and settle in and be a permanent fixture uh, in a spot, uh, you know, that that this team can have. You know, they draft, they signed Valera out of uh, the Dominican Republic. This is a guy who, you know, grew up his first 13 years in New York City uh, and went to the Dominican Republic to, uh, you know, to sort of skip the draft process. And, uh, you know, signed out of the Dominican Republic, got a big signing bonus, $1.3 million, I think. Uh, and, you know, uh, when he arrived and, and started playing, you know, as a pro, you know, all of the you, all the boxes were checked. You know, the, the discipline, the power, and, uh, you know, the, the arm strength and the speed, uh, everything was there. But then he just decided to, he, he just started getting hurt. Uh, and last year was no exception. He had the, uh, the hamate surgery at the end of spring training when, you know, when he was pushing for more of an opportunity to to sort of show what he could do in spring training. And then, you know, right within the first two weeks of exhibition games, he gets shut down with the hamate surgery. Uh, and then, you know, coming back from that, he's rehabbing and he, he tweaks a hamstring and he winds up missing basically half of the season with the hamate and the uh, the the hamstring. So, uh, you, you know, you didn't get, really get a great read. And then he struggled. Uh, to, to make adjustments at AAA where he's been for a while now. Uh, you know, he's on the 40-man roster and, and you know, the, the clock is ticking. Uh, at some point, we are definitely going to see George Valera up with the Major League Club uh, this season. You know, just what the opportunity is going to be, where he's going to play, uh, you know, how much he's going to play. Uh, again, it's it's one of those situations where you don't want to get a guy who, who you know is a good prospect, you know has the potential to be a you know, a, a really good player for you uh, and and just have him sitting on the bench. You know, there's a lot he can learn, but, you know, the best way to learn is to go out there and be playing, you know, on an everyday basis. So, you know, we'll see how much of an opportunity Valeri gets. He's definitely going to get one this year. Uh, I, I would be stunned if he doesn't make his, his major league debut at some point this season. Um, but again, it's can he stay healthy and, you know, and can he, can he stay under control because last year, uh, you know, there were, uh, you know, there was a, the incident in Nashville uh, where he allegedly bumped an umpire or, uh, you know, ignited a, a benches clearing brawl in a game. So, uh, you know, that was publicized and, and, and written about. So, you know, we'll see if, if he's able to maintain his composure and and get himself up to the big leagues. It's uh, it's it's an important year for George Valera. Uh, also important year for uh, the, the top guy on our list of of Guardians prospects who could have an impact uh, on the uh, the Major League roster this year, uh, Jonathan Rodriguez. Um, you know, the Guardians went out and got Estevan Florial uh, in a trade for Cody Morris. That sort of crowds up that uh, that right field spot, that outfield uh, right now. You've got Ramon Laureano. He can play center. He can play uh, right. But uh, – you know, I think despite the acquisition of Estevan Florial, uh, Rodriguez is the guy who can sort of push his way into the conversation with his bat. Uh, this is the this was the best hitter in the minor leagues uh, 
last season overall for the Guardians. Uh, he led all uh, Cleveland farmhands in, you know, a, a whole bunch of categories. Uh, you know, you're talking uh, hits, average, home runs, RBI, slugging percentage, OPS, extra base hits. Uh, he was the best overall hitter for Cleveland's minor league players. 29 home runs, 88 RBIs, drew 59 walks. Uh, you know, he did strike out 163 times, uh, but he showed power and he showed run production. And, uh, you know, he, he did basically everything that the this club has been desperate for for so long. You know, he, he showed the ability to do it. So, uh, you know, it, it stands to reason at some point he's going to get a shot to, to come up to the major leagues. They got to see what they have with him. And, uh, you know, Cleveland's best hitting prospect uh, uh, right now is is Jonathan Rodriguez. Six foot, 224 pounds, uh, you know, added to the, the 40-man roster in November. And, and, and why not? Uh, certainly, uh, this is a guy that we, we need to get eyeballs on and we need to see what he can do at the major league level. Uh, all right, so that's going to wrap up our look at the uh, – top prospects in the uh, the Guardians organization who could make an impact. Uh, they're already on the 40-man. All these all these guys I just talked about are already on the 40-man roster, uh, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, it means, uh, you know, you, you don't have to, you know, you know cut a guy loose or, or designate a guy uh, in order to, to, to call them up. You just got to make room on the active roster. So uh, we'll see how things go. Uh, during the season. We will be back on Monday with another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Hoynes will be here. Uh, we'll talk about all sorts of things uh, and that are going on with this club, and we'll get you ready for uh, Guards Fest coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, catch us back here uh, on, on, on another podcast next week, and we'll talk to you then. 